In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Disciple Makers Podcast. You are with us here at 419, and uh, we are excited to have Jason Zimke with us today. Hey, Jason. How are you? Thanks for taking the time. Yes, sir. Glad uh, to be here. You are an encourager by nature, and you're going to encourage <laughs> everybody listening today. I know that uh, full well, and we're excited about what you're doing. You are an ordinary person doing extraordinary things through God's help. That's what they tell me. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. And so we're so excited. You're a disciple maker. Yes, sir. Uh, you believe in this concept of living the Great Commission lifestyle. I know that full well. Amen. And uh, you also have taught me a lot of things along the way, uh, some of stuff that you've learned, but more importantly, with your own life. Yes. And um, you were a career guy, what I know. Tell us a little bit about um, how you went from career to uh, jumping into ministry full-time. That's pretty scary stuff. Sure, it is. Um, so I had a 17-year career with a Fortune 500 company, and uh, that was the plan. The plan was to, to stay with them and to retire at about uh, age 57. Sounds and like just a good plan. Live life, man, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, had the big house, had everything set, ready to go. I mean, I had everything lined up just the way it was supposed to be. And uh, two real big incidents in my life, I guess, uh, God moments, uh, so to speak. Um, one was going on a spiritual retreat, and that was just an eye-opener for me. And I think what that really did for me, because I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the day I was born until today, I mean, I was just had always been part of the church. But that retreat weekend for me really opened my eyes to the fact of what I know we've talked about here before in terms of moving from Jesus just being Savior to Jesus being Lord. Yes, that's the point. Yes. And so that was a huge eye-opener for me. That was 2005, April of 2005. All right. So you're working for this company. You got a wife and daughter. Yep. Life is good. You got your ticket to Gulf City. Yep. And you go on this retreat, and Jesus messes up your life. <laughs> he okay? shows up and says, hey, what about me? It ruins everything. And I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so he shows up. I have a, kind of a 180, right? Now I'm, I'm going a different direction. And the intent really was to just kind of continue to do what I was doing, just living life now differently under the Lordship of Christ. And I didn't really know what that was going to look like yet, right? I mean, this was, this was again, kind of some new territory. But about two years after that, I had gone on a mission trip, an international mission okay. trip to Ghana, West Africa. Wow, that's a big one. That's a big one. And I think that was one of the first real mission trips I ever took. Hmm. And going on that trip, I just thought, okay, this is where God's called me to be. I know that there's some something I'm supposed to do, right? I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. a conversation, an interaction, I don't know. And I get this opportunity, uh, about midweek, the bishop comes and says they need someone to preach on Sunday. We were there over the course of two Sundays. And I was with a group of 12 people, and I said a prayer over the offering the Sunday before, and uh, they all look at me and said, hey! It must have been a good prayer. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. <sighs> but they said, you would be awesome to preach on Sunday morning. Wow. And so before I ever felt this call in my life to kind of switch from uh, being a, a, a manager in a Fortune 500 company to now thinking about ministry, I mean, here God was giving me this opportunity to preach. Had you ever preached before? No. 
Never oh spoke. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, this is like Forrest Gump in Africa yes, or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I've spoken many times uh, at the company that I work for, but never had a chance to preach. And the funny thing is, I said, I hope this is the the, the first and only bad sermon that I'll ever give, because I know it was uh, it was probably awful and terrible. Um, I, I, in fact, I've got a little book that I wrote every word down that I wanted to say, and I've got it written out in there. Uh, so, I'll keep that. And just hope as, nobody ever sees exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. I've got it hidden. I don't want anybody to find it. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so so that experience then kind of led me to this five-year journey of trying to discern and to figure out, mm-hmm. is this where God's calling me to be? Man, there are so many people, uh, I know even listening today, who are asking a lot of questions like that. How do I know God's will? Yeah. How do I figure out my next move? I wish God would give me a neon sign or something, right? And right. He just doesn't do that for he some doesn't. reason. So you come back to work— Yep, from Africa, you preached your first sermon, and uh, you're thinking, "Man, something's different." Something's different, and so initially, I think my reaction was, "All right, I'm just called to live my life, for lack of a better word, I'll say, on full display in terms of who God is in my life and what He's doing in my life." And so, not that I really hid that before at work, but now I started getting engaged in some of those weekend retreats that I'd gone on, and I was volunteering mm-hmm. to serve, and so I was talking about those things. I started talking about the stuff that I was doing more uh, at the church where we were at at the time as a family, and getting engaged in activities like that. And so I, I noticed that my whole conversation, everything just started to change just in terms of uh-huh. what I was doing and what I was emphasizing what yeah. I was doing. Now, your wife is uh, noticing this or supporting this or mad or what? No, you know, I think that relieved because I think that she mm-hmm. felt like um, it was a good step for me. I think she was like I think you know most spouses in a, in a marriage want to see um, their husbands kind of step up and take that leadership role for the faith of the family. Ah, and she was more of that than I was. I was willing to be kind of the backseat guy. I mean, I went to church and we got engaged in a Sunday school class and all of those things. Yeah. But there was this shift, and there was spiritual this, leadership. Is yeah, what you're exactly stepping into exactly, and she liked that, and she loved it. I, I hear it's courageous, and I hear courageous is attractive. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't know, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's working well for me so far. <laughs> so at this point, I, you're having conversations with people in ministry, saying, "How did you get into this? Are right. you starting to explore that a little bit?" Yes, yes. So I know, um, I know your story of, of uh, eventually quitting the job. Yep, that must have been an interesting day when you told your boss, "Hey, I'm leaving this <laughs> yeah. great job with a great salary, close yep. to retirement, I guess, and all that." To <laughs> here you go. What, what, where are you going next? Did I they don't know. ask you that? Did they say, "What are you going to do? Are you going well, to another company?" Or? So here, here's this is kind of funny. Uh, so actually, I, I sit down with the head of our department, and I already told my immediate boss and. Um, uh, the director that we had over our group. And so I told my boss, I said, I'm going to go in and, and I'll talk with the, the head of our department. I'll let him know kind of what's going on because I had to give him my notice. And I remember the conversation going into his office to sit down and, and I'm explaining to him what's happening. And I remember I used the words, well, I feel like God is calling me into ministry. Hmm. And he looked at me, he kind of dumbfounded for a minute and he goes, well, we're calling you too. Wow. <laughs> He's competing with God. <laughs> he is. And I said, "Well, I appreciate that, but I really think that this is How about this that? is the direction God's asking me to go." How about that? And so I can remember walking out that last day there, and just walking out and going, 
And I, I still kind of did this for a couple of years. Like, what did I just do? <laughs> did I really make the right choice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little shaking in the knees, you know? Tight and it's wire. like, oh, geez, what yeah. did I do here? So this concept is intriguing me about you discerning how to leave something cushy and comfy to follow the unknown faith in Christ and into the ministry. Now, not everybody's going to be called to you know, do that. As a matter that of fact, correct. most parents really hope their kids become spiritual, but not missionaries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like we have control over that. But um, how did you? How have you learned to discern what God is calling you? And how would you um, teach that to other people? What? Where do you even start with that conversation? Yeah, and I guess for me, the journey really began kind of like I said after coming out of that weekend, right? That that spiritual retreat weekend. Um, and, and part of what I've tried to explain to people, what I've said to people is, you know, you, it, people always say, oh, I just want to know what God has in store for me. What's God's plan for me? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what kind of time are you spending with God each and every day? Uh. For me, it was really starting to invest in the relationship that I had with God in saying not so much that, oh, if I, if I just lean in closer to God, he's just going to give me the answer. Because it took five years from the moment that I thought, well, maybe... Maybe this is what the path God's got me on. It mm-hmm. took me five years to really fully come to the realization that, yes, this is where God's calling me to be. So it wasn't a dream one night. No, didn't have a dream. I mean, I prayed for that. I'm like, oh, Lord, please throw a neon sign up yeah. in my front yard, right? I mean, do something <laughs> yeah. that that tells me this clearly is what you wanted to do. So it became important for me, one, to just start really investing in my relationship with Christ, and that was spending time in the Word every day. I mean, I would do it sporadically, but I really didn't make it intentional, Uh, right? So there was some intentionality there in investing in that relationship with with Christ. So that was probably the first thing. I mean, praying, I kind of was, you know, I was pretty good just in terms of my prayer life, but I found that it really was more around maybe something big's coming up or maybe something's about to happen, and it wasn't really an everyday kind of a thing. Yeah, Um, I find that with people. It's like... Many, I heard one of my friends say they treat God like a raincoat. <laughs> in other words, if it's going to be stormy, you know, we put God on. on. But if it's a beautiful sunny day and everything's great, we just right. kind of leave him by the door. And first time I heard that, it, it, it was really hard to not stop thinking about that. Sure. Uh, because what I'm hearing you say is instead of just praying for the big decisions, it's the daily time with God yeah. that, that becomes more clear when those big decisions come. Yes. Wow. Which is very true. Yeah, I like that. And then I think the only other thing, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier too, is trying to now invest in those other relationships that I had outside of my wife, Um, other friends, spiritual friends, friends that I knew from church, friends that I had connections with that I knew had the same kind of faith and trust in God, and just really trying to invest in those relationships as well too. Um, Because I think that God oftentimes can speak to us directly. He can speak to us in a whisper. He can, mm-hmm. you know, speak to us through scripture, whatever. But sometimes I think God uses other people in our lives yeah. to speak truth into us as well, too. Yeah. And um, as you know, long as they're walking with Jesus, as right? long as they're yeah. walking with Christ, that's exactly right. And what was interesting is, is even after this five-year journey, and I finally kind of made that decision. All right, this is it. I'm all in. I mean, I knew God was kind of leading me that way. I just, I say, I struggled and try to run from the the call. But I recognize now looking back that God was working on my wife just as much as he was working on me mm-hmm. to prepare us both for what was about to come. But well, then, it didn't work well for Jonah and it probably wouldn't work well for Jason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, go- <laughs> just 
This whole running from God's plan, uh, just, I've never heard that pay off. <laughs> never. But it was funny to look back with some of these friends of mine, even even folks that I knew that were kind of mentors for me that were ministers, that once I finally made the decision said, dude, we saw that like five years ago. Where have you been? Ah, what took you so long? Like, Why didn't you tell me? Huh? <laughs> but, you know, they were praying for me, mm-hmm. and, and I was inviting folks to be a part of that just to kind of help me through that process. That's great, man. Yeah. So there's discernment. If say somebody's out there today and they've got big decisions to make, uh, maybe God, you know, what God's calling them to do, so right. to speak. Your recommendation, the first thing is to spend time daily with God in prayer, not necessarily about that thing, right? Just developing that relationship, just developing that relationship, and then developing the relationships with other people that you know are people of faith, yes. so that they can hear from God maybe yes. on your behalf as yes. well. What comes after that? You mean in just in terms of just discernment yeah, yeah. and really hearing what God's calling you to do and then doing it. Yeah, and so I think, you know, I think for me just in that discernment piece of really I don't want to say kind of feeling the presence of God, you know, but trying to be attuned to those moments when something would happen and I would say, "Oh man, I could just I really could feel God in that moment, whatever mm-hmm. it was." Um and in those other moments where it wasn't that I was close to God or that I was now drifting away from God, but maybe there were just some things that just didn't seem to be kind of pushing me towards that direction with Christ. And so as I was continuing to try to just discern just even this call, I mean, I just couldn't get away from it. I couldn't escape it. It was just one of those things where it was like when I was in that moment or when I was you know, thinking about just whatever it might be, you know, let's just say... Um, I don't know, just, just the idea of maybe being uh, becoming a pastor someday down the road. It just seemed like that was just it. Not that I wasn't being fulfilled at my job. It was fulfilling. And I think that I could have very easily stayed where I was and continued to do great things ministry-wise where I was at. I just felt like there was this, 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 this kind of push from God, this other direction to say, yeah, but this is where, you know, these are the moments where I was really drawing in kind of closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um and so when I, when I recognized those moments, it was trying to, to, to kind of step back and take a look at it and say, all right, God, again, pre, pre-leaving the, the, the company I work for, I'm doing all these things. This stuff is all really good. Uh, there's nothing necessarily wrong with what I'm doing. I mean, I, th- I think you can do great things with me ministry-wise with that and just in terms of sharing the good news of the gospel, whatever. And then there's what I've got going over here. And, and God is in everything. But as I looked at, at least from the ministry side of it, and started to explore that even more and more, I just kept feeling this draw, like that was where I felt like I was coming alive, so to speak, uh, in my relationship with God. It was resonating with you. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of discernment, too, is is what's resonating with you. So a lot of people that I've experienced will start serving in an area of the church. Yep. And actually, they ha- experience dissonance. It's like, oh, gosh, that was horrible. I never want to do that again. Or they try this, and oh, that was okay. And then they try something else, they go, you know, that was really enjoyable serving there, doing that. And that can be, don't you think? Yes. uh, A little nudge. Oh, most definitely. maybe God's calling you. Most definitely. Into that part of missional living. A lot of people will continue in their careers, and they should, and then have this portion of their life that is about their personal mission. Yeah. Uh, You took the leap, went to seminary. Right. Went through ordination. Right. uh, All of that stuff, and are serving at church full time. Right, and um, what I love about you is is just the way you can relate to people who are in the business world, strapped with all kinds of to do lists and uh, overburdened with 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 all that, and, and yet you were able to make that leap. Yeah, yeah, 
Do people, you find people uh, are curious about that in your own life sometimes? Yeah, I mean, especially when they hear who it was I was working for and, you know, where I was at just in terms of my corporate career and the, the short amount of time I had to retire, you know, retire not early, but still very young. And then to just make this transition and go, now I'm going to go this way instead. And so people are always fascinated and, and not even so much sometimes just like, well, how did you give that all up or how did you do that? I mean, um, the, the story in and of itself is, is probably a topic for another day, but just how God just kind of laid things out one after the other after the other um, to kind of get me to the place of where I needed to be. Um, but yeah, I think the big thing is, you know, when people are, are kind of like you had said, you know, when they're like, oh, I'm thinking maybe that's the direction that I want to go. Mm-hmm. I think I want to do that. Oh, this is what you did. Oh, that just, that sounds exactly like where I was at uh, or where I'm at. And so I always try to caution people, you know, again, that, that whole part, at least when it comes to the sermon is just, I mean, don't try to make these quick decisions. You really got to be patient, mm. even sometimes too. Yeah. I mean, God is certainly patient, right? I mean, years yeah. and years and years. It's one of my favorite qualities about God. Yeah, thank God he's, he's been patient. He's so patient with me. Um, but yeah, I do think that, that a lot of times people look at me, and, and, and I don't want people to look at, at what I did and just go, oh, you're so much better than, than others because you gave up all these things to go do this. No, no, that's not the case at all. I don't think that's, that's where it at. I know a lot of people that are successful in business. We're still doing great things for the kingdom of God each yeah. and every day. And I always tell people, you know, they're reaching people now that that maybe I don't have the, the opportunity to reach as well as as they can just because of the, the position that they're at or, or what they're doing. Um, but and God has a unique call for each person's Oh my gosh, life. yes. And you're out there listening today, wherever you're at in the U.S. or Europe or wherever, you are, um, you are in God's playbook God has a plan for your life. He knows the end from the beginning. Right. And it's up to us to just con- continue to consult God so that we know when to turn right and we know when to turn left. Right. Um, but I, I agree with you 100%. It's usually not a, we don't get the Damascus Road bolt of lightning and all of no. a sudden we know now what we're going to do. And it's right. these gentle nudges over a long period of time that give us the faith and courage that we can follow God's plan. Yeah. Uh, even though it's not comfortable, right? It might be scary, very scary. But if God has a plan for us, I do not want to miss that. That is, yeah, that's very true. You know, and and I wish that it would had been the Damascus Road. You know, I wish that it had just been the, you know, God just knocked me off the horse and I was blind for three days. And you know, it, I wish that that was it. It would have been so much easier than what it was. But I think what I've discovered out of that whole process of trying to decide. Because here's the thing, you know, uh, stay in the corporate co- company I was working for, get into ministry. If I was going to do both of those things to honor God, I couldn't have made a bad choice. God would have <laughs> honored both of them. Wow. And I chose one over the other, and, and that's just what it was. But, I, you know, I always try to, to think about that. If I'm really doing whatever it is that I'm doing— to truly honor God and what my life is yeah. all about. I love that. You can't make a bad choice. Yeah. God's in the middle of all of it, right? You, you can't fail at following no, God again. You can't. You can't. I, I love that. I love that. So, and it sounds like you have learned um, for yourself uh, how to discern God's will uh, as a disciple maker. I know you have a group of men yep. that you uh, were hung out with for a while, you invited them into a group, you had a plan that was going to train them to be disciple makers, and you spent time with them. You've you've poured into them what you know about living for Jesus and equipping them to go do the same for others. 
Uh, how do you help somebody else discern God's will like that? Mm. What, what advice do you give them? Is it possible for you to discern God's will for somebody else? Well, you know, um, I think in try in terms of of if we're talking from a small group perspective, right? If if we're talking about discipleship groups, trying to get someone into that. For me, at least, the, the way my journey, I guess, has kind of unfolded is um, early on. I'm not praying for anyone in particular. I'm just praying for God to bring into my path, to bring into my life other men who I can potentially look at engaging in a discipleship group with down the road. And so f- at the very early onset for me, a lot of times it's just just generic prayers of, Lord, just you know, find men that, that can connect with me, that I can connect with, just let our paths cross in some way, and then, and then give me the courage and the strength to then step out in faith and to start to, to, if I don't have a relationship with some of them, to start to begin to build a relationship with some of them. And most of the men that I know that I've been discipling with or have been in groups with, I already knew. Uh, but let me share just a little bit of, of kind of where I'm at now. So I've got uh, two groups, both I Must Love Mondays, because one's Monday at lunch and one's Monday evenings. <laughs> um, the Monday evening group has has kind of come to the end, right? And so these guys that I've been with for three years, um, we're preparing for what's that next season of ministry for them in terms of getting into a group. They're going to multiply. Yes, correct. Wonderful. We're, we're breaking up, and they're going to head out and you know start other groups. Two by two. Two by or two. Or one by one. And so for me, with years back, while I was still in the midst of this group, I was just kind of generically just praying, you know, Lord, just help bring some men into my life, however that happens to work out. Mm -hmm. And so as God does that, again, trying to discern, you know, is this just a, hey, how are you on a Sunday morning kind of a thing? Or is it, man, I noticed that every time I'm here, I'm always running into that same guy. He's always saying, hey, good morning. How are you? Mm-hmm. And then it goes from, hey, good morning to how are you, to then deeper conversations. And, and this is while you're praying, God, send me men. So Correct. It's not... <laughs> I hear people that do that. Lord, who should I disciple? And then there's this neighbor that keeps coming over. And they're like, but Lord, Lord who, who should, should I, I disciple? <laughs> exactly. How about him? Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, then, once I start to see, okay, God's kind of brought this person back in my path on multiple occasions, in multiple situations, right? Not necessarily always the same place on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Maybe it is the neighbor, you know, maybe you run into him at the at the club somewhere, or you ran into him at a restaurant somewhere. I, I don't know, you saw him running at the park or whatever it is. And so then I see these guys and I'm like, okay, Lord, is, is that one guy maybe the next one that you want for me to invite into a group? And again, I try not to go in it into it with the expectation that, all right, I want this guy and this guy and this guy because they're yeah. like me. They think like me. Yeah, we probably not, have the same hobbies. It's not a draft, is <laughs> no, it? No, it's not. Not at all. And so, but once I feel like there's a guy, then I begin to pray specifically for that individual. Mm-hmm. All right, I know the person by name. Is this individual somebody that maybe God wants our paths to now intersect and mm-hmm. they're going to intersect in a group? to be involved in a covenant group together. This is exactly how Jesus did it. Right, exactly. Is that where you got it? That's where I got it. Yeah, let's see. I'm (laughs) cheating. Yeah, John 17, I mean, Jesus literally is praying to the Father. His time with the disciples is over with. And he says, I've been faithful to the ones you gave me. You gave me, exactly right. I love that. Um, So it sounds like you're taking this concept of discernment even into discerning who should be who you should disciple. Yes. Whether it be one on one or in your group or anything like that. Correct. 
Correct. That's, that's good. And so, you know, what's been interesting is, so again, this group that's broken up, we're getting ready to start another group again. I've already got, well, I've got at least four guys right now um, that I know of that I've been praying for. Uh, I've managed to talk with two of them. And again, it's been those conversations where it's like, all right, Lord, I really feel like this is it. This is it. This is it. Mm -hmm. I start to have those conversations. Ended up chatting with both of them. One guy last night and one guy about a month ago and just said, hey, I'm... I'm looking at putting a group together, you know, a couple of guys want to get together, look at some discipling stuff, you know, spend some time together. Is this something you think you might be interested in? And they're all like, yeah, yeah, I think I could do that. I think that might be something I'm interested in. That's what fascinates <laughs> me is in the church, you know, I was speaking to a group of men this morning and I was quoting um, Dallas Willard, who oh, basically said we, where we've messed up is that we've been making Christians instead of making disciples. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, it's pretty convicting. Yes. And so um, this this uh, mentality that you have of kind of keeping your radar up of who is God bringing in your path, right? And instead of going, oh, isn't that neat? You're going, is this mm. who I'm supposed to pour into? Right. Man, that isn't that is laser focused. Yes. That is intentional. And in, in you're not even through with this group, and you're already, already building at, the next one. Correct. Man, that's great. And I think too. In some cases, like the gentleman that I spoke with last night, he happens to be a neighbor who I knew was in some other groups. And we went over to their house last night because they're getting ready to leave town. And my wife's talking with them about watching the dog and all that. And he and I are standing over while he's grilling some ham or while he's grilling some chicken. And uh, we just started kind of talking. Well, I said, so where, where's it y'all are going again? He's telling me, oh, we're going down to Tampa. We got a graduation, family stuff's going on and blah, blah, blah. Well, then the next thing you know, he starts to bear his soul a little bit about just some issues that are going on in their family. Now, I've known this guy for a little while and I asked him to be in a group before. And he said, no, I'm, I'm already in another group. I didn't have time to be part of another group. But I kept praying for him going, one of these days, God's going to open up that door. Which, which means you can handle rejection. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> right. And so that's kind of where I was going. That Sometimes God maybe... That isn't the right time for them. But for this guy, it he goes, yeah, yeah, I think I could do that. That's cool. The timing's up to the Lord. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we just have to be faithful. Exactly. And uh, and have a plan. Yes. And so I, I, I love that. And I think, I really do think, though, that discernment is a, uh, a very important subject because, uh, and I'd like to follow up on this sometime in the future, of how do we discern God's will for our life? How do we help others discern mm. God's will for their life? mm uh, one thing we know, the one thing we definitely know, is that God's will is perfect. Yes. And so why would we follow or be in pursuit of anything uh, besides God, correct. God's will uh, for our life? So. That is correct. Wonderful. Well, what encouragement would you give uh, someone out there right now who is you know, kind of on the fence with something, they're confused by what God's doing in their life, maybe they're going through a divorce, maybe they're going through, they're disenfranchised with their church or uh, their job, or who knows? What advice would you give them today um, in trying to discern God's will? Mm, that's a great question. You know, again, I, I think for me, it, it just goes back to, to one, e even in the difficult times, right? Uh, good times, bad times, whatever it happens to be, just continue to pour into your relationship with God each and every day. Um, and, and not trying to make it legalistic to say, you know, all right, something happens one day, and you oh, shoot, I forgot to spend time with God. But to be intentional about that. Uh, I think that, um, you know, so often life can just bring things that just distract us every day and can just kind of, we'll get what I'll call kind of a spiritual drift. And then you just find yourself slowly drifting one direction and you drift away in your relationship with God. And then 
you look up months later and you think, how did I get here? <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so again, I, I think part of it is is that is just pouring into your relationship with God. Two, uh, again, just the prayer piece of it. You know, is is you know, Paul says, pray without ceasing. I don't think that that he meant we just need to pray twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, twenty four hours a day, whatever it is. You know, just always on our knees, kind of a thing. But to always be in conversation with God. Um, for me, I find that some of the best times is when I'm in the when I'm in the car driving back and forth wherever I need to go. I just turn off the radio, and a lot of times I don't even oh, say man, anything. What a to great God. idea! I just sit there and listen. Like if you're listening to a podcast right now, you just yeah, turn it off. Exactly, you could, but don't do that. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll miss everything else yeah. we're about to say. Um, and so again, there's some intentionality there. Yeah. But I think the other piece of it, um, for me, quite honestly, is that being in relationship with other people, you know, that when you look at the the nature of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there was community there amongst those three. Mm-hmm. And God created us for community with one another. You go back to the book of Genesis, he created Adam, and then he's like, hmm, I need to find someone that's suitable for him, right? And and so I'll make a right. helper for him. And he, he creates Eve. And so there's community again. They had this community with God. And I think that the rest of our lives from Genesis chapter three on is us trying to get back into relationship with God, getting back into that community with God. Yeah. But I think that God's created us to be in community with one another. And I think that, you know, those are the only places where and, and, and my relationship with my, my wife is wonderful. I mean, she is a, a godly woman, and um, we both have grown so much in our faith. But I think for me, having these other men in my life yeah. has been critical. Well, and you're letting them know, hey, I'm trying to discern this, and you're in touch with the Lord, too. Yeah. Um, the Holy Spirit's going to quicken that in our hearts, of course. But I do think that um, spending time with Christ, praying, Letting these other guys uh, in your life know how they can be praying for you. Right. I cannot imagine God being so good that he would withhold his will from you if you're doing that. Right. Well, that's great advice. That's great encouragement. I'm reminded of the scripture where it talks about God being such a great father and uh, and we're evil, and yet we wouldn't give our kid um, you know, a stone if yeah, they asked ask for, for bread. bread. Right. No, and God has a plan for you. Well, Jason, thank you so much for... Uh, Coming and sharing with us today, I think it's um, I think it's important. I think um, uh, this this concept of of discernment is something that even even though you're now in the ministry, you're still going to be using this. Yes, I mean it's not oh, like you've, definitely. It's right. not like you've found God's will once and then you're good for I'm life, done. right? Yeah, I'm done. It's a constant thing. So, <laughs> hey, if you're looking for uh, ways to grow, um, looking for maybe some tools uh, in spiritual discernment, or you're looking for some of this personal devotional stuff. Uh, you can go to the website, which is 419disciplemakers.org, and uh, everything there's free. I think you'll be uh, em- uh, empowered by, what, by what's there and what's available for you. I hope you're encouraged today um, to go out and live the Great Commission lifestyle, uh, even though you're ordinary, to do extraordinary things in the name of Jesus. And uh, just remember um, what we've uh, heard so often is that the gospel came to you on its way to someone else. Yes, amen. And... Um, to share what you know. God will bless you in that. Have a great, great day. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mark. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.